What's going on, guys and gals? Welcome to episode 52 of the WorkPrints Gamescast, brought to you by theworkprint.com. As always, I'm your host, Rob, and I'm being joined by the man who has it all, Bilal. What's up, Bilal? I'm in trouble, and I don't know what I did. Yeah, and by has it all, I mean you have all of my anger and rage right now. So, let's just get right into it. Uh, we were actually supposed to record yesterday. Yeah. But I asked to push it back a day. So, if you're worried about us being not doing the show anymore because history would say that us not being live today means we were done with the show again. I but, was actually really scared that by us pushing it a day, um, it would have been like, hey, you know what? Maybe let's not do this week. And then no, it would be, like, no. be like, we'll just do it next week. We'll do it next week. And then it would just like, it stops. <laughs> no, I, so I had some you know personal reasons come up. I asked Bilal if we could push it a day, and he was gracious enough to change his whole life around to do this. That doesn't change the fact that I'm mad at him. So yesterday morning uh, or early afternoon, I'm heading to court 45 minutes away to go file something. And... When I go to file stuff, I'm usually just in jeans and like a polo, okay? And it was really nice yesterday, 82 degrees, I think, by the time I, I got to court. Whenever I go to this court, I always stop about 10 minutes away at this 7-Eleven to grab some caffeine and a snack. I mean, so it, was, it, was, it wasn't even early afternoon, actually. It was like 11 a.m. I hadn't eaten yet. And so... My breakfast slash lunch consisted of an energy drink, an energy drink, and a uh, Jack Link's like you know beef stick or whatever. And as I'm going, I see the freezer section, and I see ice cream, and what do I see down at the bottom? I see a SpongeBob ice cream pop. And a couple of weeks ago, when we the first week we brought this show back you had mentioned your spider-man ice pop and the whole saga you went on with that so i immediately think back to that and i go you know what that i haven't had one in so long and Bilal was talking about how good his was until disaster struck and i mean he was licking it like an amateur i'm not gonna do that i'm gonna take small bites and i'm not gonna be walking i'm gonna be in my car so I buy it, and first off, this did have gumball eyes, and they were awful. I mean, they're just, they're heinous. I mean, it's like little chalk, it's like little chalk balls, and it, like with this black coating. I mean, it was they were bad. The ice cream itself was pretty good, but I get about halfway through taking these small bites, and the whole time I'm like an engineer. I'm looking at it. I'm like, all right, what? Is the next bike bike I could take for it to be structurally sound so I don't run into the same problem Blah ran into. And I take a bite off of like a corner and I swear to you, it explodes <laughs> off of the stick <laughs> in all directions, right? And it's like I had been shot with a shotgun. There was so much shrapnel. And I take one right into the chest and I catch, I kind of catch the rest so they don't hit my pants. And my hand is instantly stained red. I don't know if you can see through here, but I've showered twice since th that time yesterday. And look right in the it's, center. You see that stain? It's yeah. still stained red. And like I said, part of it hit my shirt, my polo. I mentioned that it was 80 degrees out, right? So do I have a jacket? Do I have a coat to cover up 
my SpongeBob ice cream pop stained polo before I walk into court to go file this? No. So what do I have to do? I have to hold my briefcase bag up near my chest the entire time while I walk into court or walk through the court hoping that nobody notices this big stain I have. Because first off, I'm going to lie. I'm going to say it's blood or I've been (laughs) shot or something because any other excuse is less embarrassing than the fact that I was in my car eating my, my, my brunch of energy drink, Jack Link's jerky, and... SpongeBob SquarePants Ice Pop. And the reason I'm mad is at you is because if you hadn't mentioned that stupid Spider-Man Ice Pop I, and the debacle you went through, I would have never – I first of all, I overthink, was thinking it while I was eating it, right? And I would have never got it in the first place. I don't even like them that much, it turns out. <laughs> there's, uh, there, I mean, I'm telling you, there's something about um, big ice cream and making sure you don't get the full – um, ice cream sandwich. Oh, you think or, this is a you think it, this is a conspiracy? It, it, by, by conspiracy. It, it's like when you buy a bag of Doritos, you only get like thirty percent of that bag. You know, this is what it is like with the ice cream industry. Um, yeah, you'll never get that full ice cream. Yeah. I'm not kidding. There was no reason for it to break apart the way it did, and it basically said, like, like it wanted to be free from the stick so bad. I, I'm just I'm just imagining you like. In a TV show, like you know, when someone's pregnant on a TV show, but they're not—they're trying to hide the pregnancy, and yeah. you're walking through court with like a bag, a lamp obstructing your shirt. That was—I'm like, I'm, I'm like watching my—I'm like watching my angles as I interact yeah. with people. I mean, that's exactly what it was like. You're like positioning yourself behind the plant from across the room, just making sure nobody uh-huh. notices. And then I get to the the counter, and at that point, I got to put my bag down, and so I'm making like hardcore eye contact with her to make sure that she maintains eye contact with me, because I just the moment she looks down, I know I that knowing me, I can't help myself. I'm gonna have to explain. I'm gonna have to be like, it's ice cream. <laughs> but anyway, uh, did anyone end up noticing, or were you? Able I mean, to who, I mean, who, I, I don't know who's gonna say like, yeah. you know. The, the clerk behind the, the counter, she's not going to be like, uh, so what's up, you know? <laughs> Especially since she knows I'm an attorney. Yeah. It's like the first thing I say is like, hey, I have a case. I need to file, client, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, but, oh, my God. I was, and it was literally, it happened because I, I didn't want to drive and eat it. That's reckless, yeah, that's, you know? That is reckless. And so I parked because I was so close. I parked, and I'm at the parking garage a block and a half from the courthouse so i'm literally right there and oh man i was so i was so mad and i i'm I'm not kidding i instantly think of you and i'm instantly mad at you i know it's probably not like i would like like if you had texted me you motherfucker or something yeah right 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 right. i would have been like what did i do and then i have to wait like 48 hours just to hear the story but yeah, no, but that's the last time I, I'm sticking to vanilla soft serve with sprinkles. First off, I mean, whatever it is, they they use permanent ink. I mean, it, there's no – it's, like, worse than food coloring, I feel yeah, like. It, dude, uh, like, the next day when I went to that park for a walk, it was still stained <laughs> in it's the just Spider-Man's, It's just Spider-Man's face in the <laughs> yeah. asphalt. It was, like, it was blue and red, and it was just, like, it was dried up, and I was just, like, that's pretty intense. So I wonder what that does to the inside of my – Oh, yeah, yeah, that's exactly that's funny things because that went through my head too. It's like I can't believe I ate even that much of this. Yeah, um, yeah, no, but like I, for me, it's since I'm lactose intolerant, having soft serve or something like 
it's just a ticking time bomb if I don't have a lactate pill right. uh, with me, which makes it really upsetting because milkshakes are always a coin flip, even with the lactate pill. <laughs> um, but they're so delicious. Oh, yeah, mil- I mean, milkshakes are are good. At- I I will say that there are plenty of better alternatives. I mean, for me, vanilla soft serve is king. Yeah. But, I mean, even if you're, say, an ice cream truck rolls up, there are better alternatives than those character ice pops anyway. Oh, 100%. 100%. You know? uh, yeah. Basically, any, like, snow cone or any sour Italian ice, anything like that is significantly better than I've never stuff. had a sour Italian ice. Oh, my God. They used to. So, I feel like in the late 90s, maybe early 2000s, when ice cream trucks used to come around, at least in, in my neighborhood, there was this span of like two to three years where half the the stuff they offered was like super sour. It was like Warheads branded or I something like those lines. That was the best era of ice cream. Yeah. And so, I mean, I used to love that stuff. Now it's funny. I live, you know, even when I lived at the townhouse, and now I live kind of in the in the woods a little bit. But even when I lived in the townhouse, like we didn't have the ice cream truck come around ever here. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is, the I hadn't seen, I hadn't even heard an ice cream truck in like six or seven years until a few months ago, or I guess actually last month when I was in PA at my brother's house, and one came around uh, the corner. And so, did you see that TikTok where the music of the ice cream truck differs? Depending on the area of this uh, U.S. you're in. No, so they... listen, below. I'm listen. I'm in my 30s. I got two kids. <laughs> I don't. I don't have a TikTok. Okay. I mean, if at you, least not yet. I mean, it's. It, I'm there for the comedy, man, not the dances. Yeah, so I do catch some of these TikToks randomly on Twitter or Instagram, something else, where someone's just reposting. Mm-hmm. And there are some. I feel and I hear that TikTok actually does a good job once you're on there for a little while. Yeah. Of recommending catering stuff to your liking, whatever the algorithm they use is, is apparently it, it, supposedly fantastic. It's fantastic or super scary. It's probably right. synonymous, right. but it's like it it, yep. it hones in on exactly what you like and it caters it so well um, to the point where I think it knows me better than probably Facebook and <laughs> Google uh, at this at this point in my life. Um, yeah, but you know, like. Going back to ice cream really quick, much like Spider-Man and Spongebob, you know, it was about 50% a good time, 50% disappointment, and that's how I felt about Mortal Kombat. Oh my god, alright. I get, is this what we're going to get, like, every week? We're just going to get a really bad segue? Yeah, I, I, I don't know how to transition out of I mean, I, you know how we transition out? I was going to say, alright, enough of the ice cream talk, let's actually get into video games and... And what we've been doing, what we've been playing, and in this case, what we've been watching. Yeah. All right. So, what's the ground ahead. rules? Give, uh, uh, are, are we saying no, ground rules? We're, we'll set. I mean, the ground rules are no major, no spoilers. We can talk about this. This movie isn't like yeah. we can talk about this movie without spoiling anything. To be honest, I, I, and actually, the one thing that I would say is we shouldn't even say specific lines because, in my opinion, I think some of the best lines in the movie come from Kano when he's yes. being like comedic relief right and so I think we shouldn't mention specific lines but I think he has a ton of great one-liners and he steals the scene almost every time he's he's in one I I yeah. before you go ahead. I I really really like this 
Uh, okay, can I ask you something? Did you watch sure. this at home or did you watch this in theaters? So I watched this at home. Okay, I my wife loves going to the theater and God bless her soul. It is a reason for us to get out. You know, we're both vaccinated um, and we've had good experiences uh, since the start of COVID at the theater. Um, like AMC does a good job. But like, man, her selection of like what we should watch at home on HBO Max versus what we should watch in theaters has just been like a big miss um because i think this is the perfect home movie but it's a disappointing theater movie <laughs> so i mean i had i think part of it was also i had proper expectations going into mm-hmm. it i was expecting at worst i was expecting like corny action and similar to what the first two movies are I, some people Remember the original movie with rose tinted glasses, but there oh. are some truly awful parts of that movie. I've gone back and watched it like on TNT once, and yeah. I never realized how all the action is just positioned with like the person getting kicked in front of the camera. So you yes. just never, there's never any contact made yeah. or anything. It's like a bad Bollywood movie at times. And so that's what I was expecting at worst. I actually think that this movie was better than I was expecting at best. Now, I think the story, you can argue, is a little bit whatever. It's the, it's, it's the, it's the weakest part of okay. it, and, and I think that was my uh, biggest issue with it. But um, I, don't, I don't know how you do... Now, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. The past few Mortal Kombats have had fantastic story and lore, but they're also stretched out over six hours, and what part of what makes them so good is that you already know the history, right? Because these are basically just alternate timeline versions of the original events, right? And so that's what makes them so good. When you're introducing this to an audience, you have to tell a story about a tournament and these realms. And so I think they do a good job of kind of getting all the groundwork out of the way right away by saying, and this isn't a spoiler, but, you know, hey – this tournament goes on these realms fight this one realm has won nine in a row if they win this next one they get to invade earth and then it's off to the races i was a little bit concerned about and this is where we have to be careful i was a little bit concerned about the initial reports on the story and the fact that we were getting this uh new character cole young Mm -hmm. and how he would fit into all of it i am actually pretty cool with what they ended up doing and how that ended up working out i thought the cast as a whole did a fantastic job with what they were, with what, with, what, what they're doing. Yeah, you know? with, with what they're given, the movie definitely. Look, this movie could have been a complete train wreck. Yes, but right. It it, it gave enough for the fans uh, of the series. There's a lot of fan service in this, uh, and so like there's really so there's yeah. so much fan service. I think, and it it's not just like, you know, Scorpion saying "Get over here," right? Yeah. There is some deep like deep fan service and callbacks and even even like how people play cheap in yes, the game like yes. call, i like i looked at my wife and i knew that one went over her head but i was laughing because i i know exactly there i've, I've done that like there, i've done that in Mortal Kombat. there are so many times where i turn to my wife who has no history with Mortal Kombat, and i'm like that's from the game that's from the game this is why that's from the game. And I'm just over there like laughing at things she's not laughing at. And I'm getting excited about things that she's not getting excited about. And granted her being somebody who has no history, 
I asked her what she thought of the movie, and she was like, it was okay. It was fine. Yeah, that's know? exactly that, what my wife said. Yeah. The action is well done. Mm-hmm. It's well choreographed. All the the actors in there are half-decent movie fighters. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that... I actually think that the worst characters are the ones that the good guys get introduced about halfway through, you know? And that's kind of a shame because... At yeah, least like, one of them is kind of a big deal, yeah. you know. And I, I don't know what you have against Kung Lao. I thought that dude was dope. <laughs> oh my god! I think I think you know this isn't a spoiler necessarily. I think that guy is the worst part of the whole movie. Really? Yeah, I didn't I didn't enjoy anything about him. Any time he was on screen, it was an eye roll. And yeah, maybe I'll, I, I'll give you that. <laughs> but like yeah. in a movie full of eye rolls, that yeah, I, fine, I, fine, I could fine. take him. No, but uh, like, yeah, but like, you know, you got your fatalities, you got your... Oh, you got your fatalities, <laughs> yeah. for sure. And, and like, my, I think my one complaint was like, I didn't need them to like, the characters to be like, fatality or something like that. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah. It's yeah. just like, it's like you, you don't need to say it. We all understand what we're getting out of this. Yeah. Um, and then I think the other thing was like, the script at some points there was characters just being like, naming characters that they didn't even know. And it was just like, it was like, I'm gonna go fight this person. And then it was just like, but nobody ever said their name to you. So I don't know how you know their name. <laughs> That's a good point. I didn't think about that actually. <laughs> yeah. That's so, a good point. And I was just, I was like, okay, fine. I, 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 I'm here for it. I know exactly what I signed up for. It, and so that was fun. But like, it, it's actually pretty interesting. Um, the writer for this, Greg Russo, um, is actually a really big gamer. Uh, Polygon has this really good <laughs> interview with him. Um, this dude has a gamer score on Xbox of over 1.5 million. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god, that puts my score to shame. Yeah, he's like, he, he like jokingly, like he didn't want to say it at first, but he's like, um, he's like in the top 50 in the world and top 15 in America in terms of gamer score, which is like, it, which is pretty impressive and like. You know, like, as I was reading the article, then I was like, why was this movie made the way it was? And then, you know, it was a script that already existed, and he went in and tailored it. You know, he had to give some concessions to the studio, like having Louis Tan's uh, character uh, call, like, be that new, the new eyes, set of eyes for the audience. Um, And then, like, pull in all this different stuff from um, the different games and scripts just to just to like establish this universe he's like yeah you know our first movie is an avengers level thing where we introduce 12 characters but we have no movie like movies beforehand to set up these characters so it's like it is a bit rushed and stuff but like they leave it off in a way where i would totally watch a sequel or, oh yeah 100 percent. yeah 100 percent. i mean i'm in i'm yeah. in for whatever they do next let's go let's you know yeah. one of my buddies was saying how when he got done he was already ready for the next one to be released like next yeah. week let's just go <laughs> And I will say, at no point, there are times some, when I'm watching video game movies mm-hmm. where I ask myself, did has anybody ever played the games? Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, I, I think the Assassin's Creed movie is probably one of the bigger offenders of that. Oh, God. That movie um, didn't even have a third act. And so, <laughs> but I, that never happened in this movie. Yeah. In this movie, I'm like, I, I agree with you. Yes, there are some things introduced that aren't part of the the franchise originally. Mm-hmm. Um, which is fine like that's right. totally fine uh, but at no point was i like uh, what did i think oh they don't know the game i mean the opposite was true when we yeah. talked about earlier some of these deeper pools and so i mean i really enjoyed it 
and it was exactly it was better than I expected it to be. But I think I had my expectations tailored properly. You know. Yeah, I I'm more curious. Like in my eyes, I would you know this came out to, on HBO Max and in theaters. Um, you know, same day. But yeah. Like in my eyes, I think this would make a really good TV series. Like they can stretch out some of it. Um, do the fights really well. Um, and I think the audience will show up for it. Like. I mean, I don't disagree with you. I don't need another TV series in my life right now. But <laughs> or another subscription. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't disagree that this uh, wouldn't work as one. I mean, especially considering that the lore is all these other realms that, you know, in this movie aren't even touched upon or, or talked about, really. And so, and the fact that it's a tournament. I mean, tournaments in themselves make for a great structure for a season. Right, because you could do an episode, a fight, an episode, two fights, an episode, whatever you need to do, work way up. It's why animes have so many tournaments in them, you know, because yeah. it just provides content. It the tournament arts are always the best. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, enough about movies, even ones that are video game related. What have you been playing lately? So, uh, it's been a little bit of a repeat. There hasn't been too much new. Uh, you know, I've been diving into Yakuza Seven. I mostly got to do side quest stuff. I wrapped up a lot there I was trying to f- I wanted to move forward with the story but I knew I would be hit with cutscenes uh, going forward and I didn't have time for cutscenes because um, I was just playing in like 30 minute bursts uh, yeah. and so I just did a bunch of side quest stuff there um, I uh, fired up Xbox Cloud Gaming thank you Phil Spencer for hearing me out I don't appreciate that you gave Rob the invite first oh baby I He's on Android. He doesn't need it on iOS. I know, I, but you know, the very first thing I did after I got my email was put that in that group chat to just kind of rub it in your face. Oh, I was, I was, I was fuming. Uh, uh, I was like, I was really upset. I was like, I actually was like logging into the URL. I had the icon saved, um, and, and my experience with it is actually pretty interesting because I, I didn't play too much on it, but I did fire it up. Um, uh, so with Stadia and Luna, once you save. Um, that web page as like a link on your iPhone. Um, uh-huh. You log in once and you're logged in. On the uh, for Xbox Cloud Gaming, I have to keep on logging in every time I go back in, which is a little bit frustrating. Like, oh yeah, I, th- I, th- I think maybe the cookie uh, times out after a bit, which is fine okay. from a security standpoint. Um, but yeah, because like, wish... the app's not like that on yeah. Android, right? I'm yeah. signed in. I'm signed in. So yeah, uh, and since this is a web app on iOS, I'm guessing it acts differently. Uh, but like that's good. But the one thing that I didn't realize, um, and then it, once I fired up a game and I start playing it, it, it all clicked. Was the servers for cloud gaming right now are running off a one X, I believe, or a one S. Yes. And so yes. I fired up Dra- Dragon Quest Eleven, a game I already beat a hundred percent every achievement, and uh, my save was there, which was fantastic. Like all my saves carried over. I picked up exactly where I left off. I was able to run around, but the load times of these games because they're running off a last generation console the the graphical fidelity as well it was a bit jarring it i mean the game streamed completely fine but like i can't wait for these servers to hit be put on a a series x yeah and they did say that they are upgrading them to series x blades so that is coming but yeah i i do agree i think you're right in that the load times especially because honestly the graphical fidelity when i'm playing on my phone it's not as big of a deal yeah. just because of the nature of the smaller screen and the ppi on them yep and so you get away with things 
maybe not being as sharp as they are when you're playing in 4K yeah. on a bigger TV. But the saves just being there, man, the convenience of it all and how smooth it is can't be overstated. It really it's, can't. They, uh, Microsoft has built a fantastic environment. Um, and, like, it just works. It's yeah. as simple as that. It just works. Um, yeah. And, uh, I, and, like, look, I, I took I took the backbone controller I have, plugged it in, and it, the app, the web app worked with it. It picked it up immediately. No compatibility issues as well. iOS 14.5 also rolled out, so you can now use the DualSense controller and the Series X uh, or Series S controllers um, with your iPhone device. Um, you know, uh, it, it, it's a real cool thing. I'm excited to see it be fleshed out more. Um, and I will and say, I also, I also think it speaks to the fact that with all this cloud gaming, Stadia, Luna, all of this stuff, there are situations that are ideal, right? When I'm sitting here um, right next to where my router is, you know, while yeah. someone's watching TV and I'm sitting there playing with the strongest possible connection I could have over Wi-Fi, it's flawless, yeah. you know? There are times when I'm playing in the parking lot outside my son's Taekwondo on two to three bar LTE, and it has some hiccups, but it still works in a pinch. Yeah, It's not perfect. We're just not there yet. The infrastructure for it. Uh, I don't even think it's on their side. I just think uh, mobile game, data. Yeah, and games yeah. need to... I think certain games work better as well, and like, maybe yes, games exactly. need to develop around it as well exactly. going into the future. Um, but, yeah, like, uh, you know, an RPG works, you know, you can mm-hmm. play an RPG with mm-hmm. no problem. Um, or something like days. Slay the Spire, where you're talking yeah. these card roguelike, something that you can do in small bursts, I think is mm-hmm. ideal for this stuff. But also, I think that speaks to the fact that I like what Xbox is doing, where they make it additive and optional as part of a product that you are already subscribed mm-hmm. to. Okay. It was a because, small... yeah, because it's not perfect all the time. But because it's already included in this thing I already have, I feel like I'm less harsh on it when it's not perfect. I'm more I'm just grateful that it works at all, you know? Whereas when I had Stadia, even when I had it going through my Chromecast on my TV, anytime I hit a little bit of lag or a hiccup on something like that, I was getting annoyed and frustrated, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think it's even though they both have their hiccups and they both, when they work great, they both are fantastic. Yeah. One being a dedicated product versus the other one just being an additive feature, you know? Yeah. Colors it in a way that I, it just makes the, it makes my impression when I talk about it more positive with the Xbox game streaming than, yeah. than with any of the other services yeah. I've tried. If, if, I mean, I kind of wish Sony would just bundle PS Now into PS Plus or like, or make another tier that where I could do that. Then you know there might be some PS4, PS3 games. That... I, I feel yeah. I feel like at some point that's just got it's just gotta happen. Yeah. Right. Well, I, yeah. In my eyes, it, it will be the move to make, and I hope they yeah. do because. But also, they're... they're still making money hand over fist, so maybe not. Maybe yeah. they don't feel like they have to. Yeah, I really wonder what their ROI is on uh, PS Now. They've had it for decade, like over a decade now. What? What? was it called before the service the service that they bought and they Gen- turned into PSN. genkai was it yeah that sounds genki genkai it was something like that anyway i'm yeah. sorry it's just like all right so besides xbox cloud gaming what else have you been getting into this past week uh so 
my wife's birthday was this weekend, so we had a few friends over. Everyone was vaccinated, for those wondering. Um, and, uh, you know, we had a small birthday thing. It was like six, seven of us. Uh, so we fired up uh, Super Mario Party, uh, which is always a good party game. Uh, you know, we made some teams. We passed off between rounds. Uh, me and my buddy won uh, the game through bullshit means. As <laughs> winning, in, so winning in Mario Party has no meaning whatsoever. It's just, it's pure luck and... You know, Mario Bullshit. Party kind of Mario Party kind of reminds me of Survivor. Yeah. There, it doesn't matter if you are the best there; mm-hmm. you could still lose on some nonsense. Yep. And I think that's what drives me crazy about both those things I mentioned. Yeah, and it's like so during that conversation uh, of like as we're playing, my buddy's like, "Oh, doesn't this have online play?" I was like, "I was like, no," and I was actually wrong at that point because there's an online mode for like mini games, but I think it's like ten of them or something. And then, like, the very next day, uh, Nintendo announces um, the first patch in almost two years, uh, which will add classic modes to online play. Uh, so you have 70 mini games that you can play with your friends online. Uh, so up to four people can jump into a party, two from one console, um, and just play Mario Party with each other. Like, Nintendo, where were you last year with this? <laughs> this that's, was... a, that's literally what I was going to say. Like, this would have <laughs> yeah. been perfect, especially during the pandemic when at the height of the pandemic you know kind of when the animal crossing craze was was going on stuff like that and it was filling that void this would have been great as well and it's also it's funny that i heard this my first thought was oh that's cool that could be fun and then my second thought was "Eh," but then i'd still have to play with nintendo's online ecosystem and that's not fun so, exactly. Me, get everybody to jump on Discord. Or yeah, right. FaceTime. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And no, uh, so for me, it kind of ends up being a net zero gain. Yeah. But like, I think the one frustrating part for me, and I think a lot of the Mario Party community that exists, or like the fans of Mario Party, is that like, where's a new board or new mini games at this point? It's been two years, and that game. It's pretty small. I think there's like four or five boards that shipped, and like two of them aren't that great uh, from the get go. Um, like more, more added to that game would be welcome. Like I'd pay for DLC um, if they dropped it, and you know it's just not there. But you know uh, that aside, Mario Party always a fun time with friends, um, especially the candy shakedown where you open the jar and everybody just moves that week that uh joy con up and down in a very a very hilarious manner makes for great videos <laughs> <laughs> and then um this last one uh my buddy and i uh continued our it takes two adventures i think we're scarred after our, the last chapter we played, it was uh-huh. emotionally devastating and just, like, cruel and really, really messed up. Uh, and I can't wait to see you get to that point. Because I know right before this, you were telling me you were streaming, and I saw you playing with your son. So I'm actually really curious on your how your divorce, uh, how going through divorce with your son feels like <laughs> so yeah so i had mentioned that i think on previous podcasts i feel like it might have even been two weeks ago that my intention was to start streaming it takes two with my son and i thought that would be the best combination of someone who is adequate enough in video games although platformers and stuff aren't necessarily what he plays on the regular and somebody who i'm close to so the subject matter and and the frustration i thought 
would result in uh, something entertaining. And so we finally started it today because my son most days would much rather play Valorant with his friends than sit with his dad for an hour and a half to two hours and play. But we sat down, we played. I think that game feels really good for it, a platformer. It controls really, really well. It's very pretty. Yeah. Even even coming through my stream, uh, someone had mentioned how great the game looked in parts. And that's coming through. And, and granted, my internet connection is such that I actually have it running at you know 1080p when I stream. Um, but I'm playing it 4K on my big TV, and it's a very, very pretty game. I also find it. I find the art style, uh, art style, a, 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 a very interesting mix of cute Pixar like meets. meets meets like yeah or meets like tim burton-esque okay yeah. right because there's like a kind of a creep and dirty uh edge to to the art style itself mm-hmm. uh i <laughs> do find parts of it way more like brutal than i thought it was gonna be i kind of i mean i had heard that it wasn't quite as fun in the not like it's fun from a gameplay perspective but like the atmosphere and the story is telling isn't a fun happy one necessarily mm-hmm. and but i still wasn't prepared kind of for some of the stuff it, I, it gets dark and like yeah i, I, I can see that it's <laughs> i can see that it's um and i'm it, still early in so yeah like there don't get me wrong there are some really funny moments in there and i think like it's one of the most enjoyable co-op games like right now, like i think i said it last week and i'll say it again even after my session yesterday um or on monday uh that this is going to end up in my top 10 uh i i know it one of the things that i didn't realize and maybe it was just because I tend to, when there's a game I know I'm going to play and I want to play, I tend not to watch any trailers or any mm-hmm. gameplay previews, stuff like that. I'll, I'll read about them, but I just don't want to see any of it. Yeah. And I didn't realize that even if you're playing online with somebody, that it's still split screen. Yep. And so that threw me off at first. And I understand why it's like that, because there are times where I'm looking at his perspective. And I'm like, oh, you have to do that over there and, and mm-hmm. this. But there's also times where I caught myself looking at his screen and then that caused me to fall to my death because I wasn't paying t- enough attention on my screen. But like the way the game handles death too is actually pretty interesting because you don't get a game over if one of you no. dies. It's only if both of you die at the same time. And, and even then, the checkpoints are so... Yeah. Um, they're not too far sort of, back. Yeah. They're so forgiving Yeah, that it doesn't bother me at all, actually. like Death isn't really a, a, a penalty per se. The way it is and it's not punishing the way it is in some other games and i think that's good actually yeah. it, i think it, yeah. that's well done the way they do it you know what is not well done that is book. that book that yeah, book, book is, it's, the worst. Is, is every time it's on screen i i start like getting angry yes you know because one it, it, the book's a jerk i i it clearly this the that's the point of the book right is yeah. the book is the villain okay the book's a jerk I mean, I don't know what the ending is, if it all, you know, I kind of don't see it ending up that way, but uh, the book's a jerk. Also, that accent, and we talked about this before. We talked about it last week when I, uh, yeah, yeah, like, that that accent, 
that accent is basically doing like a like cheech ripoff and it's what used to go for the stereotypical like mexican accent yep. in cartoons and stuff like that and he's always gyrating why is he always gyrating and it, the fact it, uh, it it there's some it just it really it just bothers me. It, it, it just bothers it, it, it's me. It's awful. It's like, like it kind of it kind of it kind of feels offensive. If it, I'm being honest, no, and I'm is. not one. And listen, I'm <laughs> yeah. not one that like is easily offended. Maybe this hits a little close to home. So who knows? I'm, I mean, being his, Hispanic, you know, uh, but no, it's it's kind of it's kind of offensive. And it's one of those things where you know what I think makes it offensive. I think what makes it offensive is that it's not a Hispanic voice actor. Well, right. Like, there's that and like the book is named after like a dr hakeem which is like a middle eastern name so why right. is it a mexican accent right well <laughs> yeah i i don't i don't know man it is i mean he even says I, I can't remember what it was but early on he does use some spanish like terrorist you know yeah uh but it ah uh, man i don't like that book i really hey but the game itself is i'm gonna keep playing it but like I actively dislike that book and everything about it, mm-hmm. and so thankfully it's like it's he only pops up every now and then. Yeah, of course he's going right. to recur and probably have a bigger role. But like, I think it's the gameplay that shines because I don't ever feel like I'm repeating what I'm doing from section to section, and it, yeah, it, and that's the most mind blowing part about this game. Um, it's just there's so much varied gameplay. Uh, in each chapter uh that uh, the game consistently feels fresh uh i mean I, I like i said i'm only i think i'm on like the third third chapter or so you're on the, you're, i think you're the second the it's the chapters are long especially yeah, right. chapter three and so yeah so i'm on second yeah. chapter or whatever it is and but already it has been varied and it's constantly switching up and that is it's a lot of fun it's cool i also like the little challenges where they pit you against each other and stuff like that yeah. and it's fun because it's my son so there is a little bit of you know him running his mouth and yeah you know you can't let him win then he uh then he no longer needs you yeah exactly yeah well it's not even it's not even that it's just more of like i mean did, the kid is mostly self-sufficient yeah. now i just need him to know that i'm the alpha did you beat him in tug of war that's the most important. i mean are you kidding me it wasn't even close <laughs> okay. you know i grew up we grew up in an era where in an era where 90 percent of n64 games had some sort of mini game that resulted in us having to mash a button over and over again. i suck i suck right? at it but yes and so, we did. <laughs> and so i've been training for decades at this point <laughs> your, your for entire that life <laughs> yeah I mean, it wasn't even. It wasn't even. It was not close. I mean, the it went all. The, it started and then it was over. And so, why has there never been like some esports tug of war game? It just it's just button mashing. It's just button mashing. Over yeah, it's, over. it's it's five v five, and it's just like teams of fives <laughs> working together. Um, but besides that, have you been playing anything else? Um, that about wraps it up for me. Uh, this week I did buy uh, Judgment from the creators of Yakuza. Uh, it came out on the Xbox Series X and S. It was forty bucks. Um, and you know it's optimized for new consoles. And I was like, I want to play this, and I do want to see more um Japanese studio support uh, coming towards Xbox. So for me, it's like you know, as soon as I'm done with Yakuza, I'm firing up Judgment. Um, and so uh, maybe in a few next month at some point. I'll have more to say about that. 
Yeah, and it feels like Xbox and Phil Spencer has talked about this. Yeah. That he feels like they have a hole when it, a hole in their lineup when it comes to Japanese developed games, and so they've been going out there and being kind of aggressive and getting these type of games on Game Pass with all the Yakuza games showing up there. Past Yakuza games, uh, Dragon Quest Builders Two is oh, coming to Game yes. Pass. I forgot, I forgot to add that to this uh, news list, but yeah, I mean but, it's, it's okay. The yeah. news is it's coming, yes. and that that I think that's a great. Add, and it's something that I had always thought about playing, yes. but now will play. And it has um, it has crossplay um, as well, so I can play on my Xbox and PC. And I just want more games to have that because yeah. it's a great selling point. Uh, okay, so have you started Judgment at all, or no, you haven't started? The, okay, the, no, just right. just bought it. That was it. <laughs> all right. So as far as what I've been playing lately, it's a lot of older games. For whatever reason, I think we are still in kind of a, a drought of like big releases coming out. I know we have Returnal coming this Friday, which I'm semi interested in. I so am I. It's the seventy dollar price point that kills it for me. Yeah, see, I mean, I think we maybe we talked about this. I feel like we're repeating ourselves. Yeah, but I, you know, I'm probably going to get that on GameFly. That's the kind of game that that service is perfect for for me, right? Yeah, and I'm um, going to just probably buy it because I have no self-control <laughs> and I need something to talk about next week. <laughs> and, and then, of course, we have Resident Evil coming soon and, uh, you know, I'm excited about that. But lately, I've just been playing older games, right? For some reason, I mentioned before, Rainbow Six Siege has come up big again for me lately and I've been enjoying that a lot. Uh, the new season of Warzone and Warzone older game, these Battle Royale games are persistent, Right. Uh, the new season of Warzone came out, and they changed up the map. It's not a new map. It is the same map, but with new POIs, places of interest, points of interest. And they've changed the way some of the buildings are and some of the landscape. It's you know set in 1984, I think it is, set in the 80s. And so the land itself, some parts are that were in the old map, set in the future, in the present time they're just being built up now, right? So there is, you can see kind of that and see how Verdansk got to where it was in the last map. And the changes to the map coupled with some of the balance changes they've made to the weapons has, in my opinion, made it a much better experience than it's been in probably the last like six months or so. The last, actually probably for the last nine months, the game has very much been a meta game. If you're using weapons that aren't on meta at the time, then you're just not having a good time because you're just not getting a lot of success. The issue and, I ran into, essentially. Yeah, and so, and the recent meta had resulted in, the past two metas or so, had resulted also in a reduction in the time to kill as far as the uh, the game is concerned. So the metas were like fundamentally changing kind of how the games worked. The changes now I have found have made more guns viable and the sight lines on these maps as they are now are, in my opinion so far, are much better than they were before. There were some areas of the maps that were just impossible to, to run by or to get through and they've made some smart changes where now those areas have a little bit more cover. So you're not quite as exposed as you okay. were before. You still have to be smart about your rotations, which all battle Royales yep. do and they should do, but they've made it so that you're not punished quite as hard by RNG and where the circle pulls, you know? And so I've had, I've actually had a much better time 
lately in that game than I've had in the past uh, six months or so. Actually, I kind of like the DMR meta because it fit into my the way I, I like to play the game and the weapons I, I like to use. Uh, but outside of that, I, I was not enjoying Warzone. And honestly, even with the changes to the map and even with these weapons, it's still probably the game that frustrates me the most <laughs> that, that, that I continue to play, I should say. So if I understand correctly, they nuked the map and then zombies happened for a bit or something? The, no, zombies happened. And yeah. so they nuked it Okay. <laughs> to take care of the outbreak. But then they flashed back to 1980s, and that's where we're at right now with the map. Because it's and Cold so, War. <laughs> yeah, 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 because it's bringing in the Black Ops yeah. you know, stuff. And so, I mean, whatever. I, I like, so far, I'm happy with the changes, and it's made it better, even though, in my opinion, there is still much better Battle Royales out there that you could be playing. Did you Besides? Pl- did you play um, Cold War, Black Ops Cold War? Yeah, yeah. Actually, the multiplayer in that is my favorite multiplayer in the past, like, six or seven releases, honestly. How about the campaign? Uh, is that worth digging into? I mean, I think all the campaigns are actually pretty good as far as the past, like, five or so. I think there was a string of, like, Ghost, uh, Future Warfare. What was it? I don't even remember Advanced what it was Warfare. called. Yeah, whatever it was. There was that spaces. string of games that they were kind of in a rut. Right, I actually yeah. think the campaign of like uh, Black Ops three three was bad yeah. as well. Uh, Black Ops four didn't even really have a campaign, and so um, I like yeah, I like the campaign in this. It's very pretty. It's bombastic. If you have a TV that supports it, it you can do ray tracing or you could do 120 uh, hertz, and so I for campaign I went ray tracing. Then I uninstalled the campaign and I have it running at 120 for multiplayer. And so, yeah, I actually, I enjoy that game. I enjoy the multiplayer in that game more than I probably enjoy Warzone, if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. And so I just don't play it all that often gotcha. because I'm playing other things like Dead by Daylight, which is one of those games where I just keep coming back. I'll, in the past, I would play it for a little bit with friends then I'd fall off, play it with, for a little bit with friends. Now I'm actually at a point where I'm finding myself playing it with friends whenever I, I can. And when I'm by myself, going in and actually playing as the killer, which I never did in the past, really. So this, and is, this is one of those games that's um, it's like everyone it, versus the killer, like kind of like yeah, it's, evolved. It's, it's <laughs> asymmetrical. Okay, yes. asymmetrical. Okay. Yeah. And so that's what I've been doing lately. And I've also i'm excited because they've been doing a, a fantastic job they're like the Fortnite of horror games where they actually go out and bring in known licenses they into got like jason right and freddy krueger so they don't have they don't have jason they have michael myers michael myers okay they have freddy krueger they have a uh demogorgon from stranger things damn yeah <laughs> they have trying to think oh they have uh what's her name amanda they have the like apprentice from saw you know like jigsaw's apprentice they I, have I her i never got that far into the movie series yeah <laughs> they have uh they have ghostface from scream damn yeah and so they've gone out there and they've made deals and they have pyramid head from silent hill and then next not next month not may but june they will have a resident evil chapter they haven't announced what the killer is or who the survivor is 
but they will have a Resident Evil chapter. So I think that's kind of what got me really excited about it and has me grinding like the in-game currency, the blood points, which are used to actually level up your characters to get better perks and stuff. I've been having a, a great time with that. It's also one of those games that is fun for me to stream because it's a game where I can actually look at my phone to check it, chat, and I can actually talk during, right? It's yeah. almost like an interactive chat room with my buddies until we start getting chased by a killer and then it's easy to get excited in that game and it be natural right instead yeah. of it being like over you overreacting or or so what, playing it up so is it escaping as the team or is it a killing the killer <laughs> no so there's no killing the killers okay there's just there's just none uh basically there are generators all over the map and you have to repair the generators by performing these quick time events. It's literally just you go up to the generator, you hold down a button, a, a trigger pops up. It's a spinning wheel. And you have to hit the left bumper inside the skill check zone. Okay? Quick time event. Through and through. Yeah. And so that once you complete five generators, then you have the ability to open up these two exits, which again are just holding down a, a button. Where the variety comes in is when you start being chased by the killer. So, I mean, I don't want to sit here and spend the next 10 minutes explaining, you know, but basically if you're running or if you're quickly jumping through windows or vaulting over things that will notify the killer. And oh. so, yeah. So you're much better off walking or crouching walking so that you don't make noise. And so that you also don't leave behind these red scratch marks that the killer can see. So if you're sprinting, or running, the, it leaves a trail that the killer, I mean, on some of these maps, you can see it from across the map. So there's some, that's where the skill comes into play. I think this has a very low entry for new players as because it, the base gameplay is just these quick time events. It's very simple. Yeah. Uh, I think that the skill comes from being able to outrun and outplay the, the killers or as a killer, being able to hunt down and outplay these survivors. Um, there are a couple other ways that you can win as a survivor, but oh, we don't need to get to go into that. That's the main, that's the main way. And no matter what you end up doing to try to survive, you still have to complete a certain amount of generators. Um, besides that, I've also got into the end game content of Outriders. How are you doing the expedition? I love them. It, it, it turns out yeah. I like killing hordes of enemies under a time constraint yes it, it's it's so much fun uh actually you know i, I think uh, i did dabble in this the other day i signed on to play yakuza and i saw matt and garrett just doing campaign stuff and i was yeah. like i was like you guys are done with the campaign do the expeditions don't do um don't do the camp don't like level grind for a world tier um because the amount of gear you just get at the end of an expedition is just so much better and so much um, yeah yeah, we were tearing through it. I think we got to challenge tier eight or nine uh, by the end of that, and then I think we we're hitting silver at that point instead of gold, and you know, yeah, it, yeah, it, it scales up. But like Matt's gear and like the mods he has, the weapons he has, he was doing so much damage. Uh, I I think he was doing like ten million, and Garrett and I combined weren't even uh, doing as much as that. Yeah, so I play with. Garrett and Matt as well as well as some of our other buddies stuff like that and yeah it's usually Matt and I are within a million or two of each other damage wise sometimes I'm more sometimes he's more 
usually he's more, but he's also got turrets helping him. He's basically got, you know, two, three people pitting out damage That's and I'm just by myself. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, but yeah, I'm also with my build, current build, and with the trickster, I'm pitting out tens of millions of damage. And so I, I, I'm having a blast. I really, really enjoy it. I have, it's funny, I went back after doing some of that stuff and getting my gear leveled up through that. I went back, not to raise my world tier, but to finish my wanteds and mm-hmm. my hunts to get the legendary that you get for completing those. And tier 14 was a piece of cake, right? Like yeah. tier 14 and even tier 15 is nothing now because the enemies aren't as high. They just don't get as high as what my gear is now. Yeah, because the challenge and tiers, so, I think, increases it past 35. Past, or, yes. Yep. Yeah. And so, a uh, pass or forty was it? I forget. Yeah, what it it's was. like forty-one or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, no, my, a lot of my gear now is like forty-four, forty-five, something like yeah. that. Oh God, I need and, to jump on. <laughs> yeah, and so I'm actually going back and I reset my hunts and my wanted, and I'm just going back through that because that seems to be the most surefire way to get legendaries. Granted, the legendaries are going to be level forty-one, so you got to spend the resources to upgrade them, but. Right now, the one complaint I have about expeditions is that I I have done probably 11 or 12 of them and haven't gotten a single legendary drop. I got got one. Uh, I I, I heard. And listen, don't add to things that I'm mad at you about. All right? (laughs) If it makes you feel better, it wasn't good. (laughs) So I trashed it. Listen, honestly, that does make me feel better. Yeah. If I'm I'm being honest. But it gives me a level 3 mod that I can now use on my other gear. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I mean that about wraps up what I've been playing, and nothing too new, unfortunately. I I, I also don't. I also am trying not to feel like I have to play something new. to necessarily talk about. Yeah, to yeah. talk about it on here, especially since games, older games are adding new content all the time. I can still play the games that I am enjoying and and speak on it. Especially since with Outriders. I know it was it was huge, but there's still people out there that haven't tried it and stuff like that. And I'm telling you, if you have Game Pass, you need to try Outriders. Yeah, it's I, you know it, it it's weird because I think when we this game came out, one of the things I mentioned was like, oh, you know, it it everything is there. Uh, there's no roadmap. Everything's in this game. And now I'm kind of like, I wish there was oh, a roadmap. I, I think I think I really <laughs> do think that they're lying. There has to yeah. be. We're gonna get more content. I think it's gonna go the Borderlands route where we're gonna get expansions, and it's not gonna be. It's not going to be uh, Destiny. I hope it doesn't end up being Destiny because Destiny just ends up being convoluted. And it, it, right? Uh, and wait, we're going to talk about that a little yeah. bit later on. And yeah. so I, I, I do hope they kind of go the Borderlands route because Borderlands is one of those things where you can just hop in, get loot, kill a bunch of enemies, and you know get new storylines. I actually think Borderlands is, does probably a better job with DLC storylines than any other just because they are well done self-contained and entertaining throughout and so i would like to see them go that route but still have they need to have i think they need to have events even if they're i mean even if it's just like hey for the next week we've introduced this loot feral where like if you shoot him he tries to run away but if you shoot him he drops more loot and there's a higher chance of you getting there's a 10 percent chance of you getting a legendary from him or something like that that'd be like, cool I think that's the kind of stuff they can do. They can basically go like the Diablo endgame route, yeah. and I think they'll be set. 
Yeah. But I, anyway, let's. You no, know, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I, there's one thing I before we jump into the news that I did want to ask you about. You mm-hmm. before we started this podcast, you did mention something about the achievement war. Um, okay. Okay. I mentioned on a past podcast that I am engaged in this friendly competition with friends. Uh, I'm not. I it, it got to the point, and I'll go into detail next week because the month will be over. It's at the point where I had to hide my achievement list. <laughs> and so I, because of that, and because, you know, there's a chance some of them will listen to this podcast when it releases tomorrow. I'm not going to talk about that at all this week. So, two more days. Do you think you got it in the bag, though? No, no. I don't. No. I, this is, listen, these, it took a turn at some point. And so... I, like I said, in a couple of days, I'll get into the ups and downs and the trials and tribulations of this achievement <laughs> war and give you some of the the juice. All right. But, <laughs> that sounds good. I'm, I'm excited because I always enjoy a good achievement war. But uh, let's go ahead and get into the news. Again, you, you we list the news for me. For those a little behind the scenes, Blah is the one who usually picks up the news articles and stuff like that. And for whatever reason, he always pits as the first news story the one I have the most to talk about. So we're gonna move that to the last news story because. Uh, so a funny thing here, I actually put these in reverse order because I was going from recent news to oldest news. I don't know. I did something weird in the doc sheet because I was doing it off my phone today. Um, All right, well, why don't you go yeah. ahead and talk to us about this Pokemon Go Fest? Because, yeah. again, this is one of those things that I, when Pokemon Go first came out, I got a little bit into it, not as much as other people. I think it's still super cool that it's going on. It had kind of a resurgence of sorts. But the Go Fest stuff is kind of where I draw the line on yeah, my is- engagement with Pokemon Go. <laughs> so Go, Go Fest is like the celebration, the year, like the anniversary for Pokemon. And so... Uh, this July marks the fifth anniversary for Pokemon Go, and you know uh, the previous years they've done events, uh, you know Go Fest events, and you could either fly out there um, to these uh, Go Fest locations. I think they did it in Japan and uh, Chicago. Chicago, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so you can go there, and they'll have like special regional Pokemon or new Pokemon or special quests as well. Uh, I think they introduced raids at one uh, during the second year. And uh, so uh, last year, because of COVID, they uh, they had multiple locations. Me and my coworker are actually talking about this because we were supposed to go to Philadelphia to uh, go to GoFest. And we we're going to go on the same day, enjoy like a, a day out there, uh, catch your Pokemon. But it got canceled. And then they made it like, you, if you bought your ticket, you can participate in GoFest wherever you are, which is actually a really cool thing. I think Niantic did a really good job with adapting for um, the COVID situation um, during this past year. Uh, though they did get a bit greedy with these remote raid passes, but you know, July 17th and 18th this year, two days, fully playable at home. It's $15 for the GoFest ticket, uh, and you know, probably a chance at a new legendary Pokemon uh, early, like. They did Celebi and Jirachi in previous years, Victini last year. So I don't know who the Gen 5 uh, legendary is um, or Mythic, whatever tier it is. But, um, you know, it's always fun. There's always a nice long curve to it. So excited to uh, dig into that. All right. Well, Pokemon Go is a game that anybody with a phone can play because it is at its core free. And now if... 
you want to play games like Fortnite and, you know, what are some of the other ones listed? Uh, and Call of Duty Warzone, which I mentioned earlier, you can now play those without Xbox Live Gold on Xbox. We, I think, had already mentioned that they were moving to making mm. free-to-play games actually free-to-play. And that's already being implemented as of this month. Yeah, this was like after the backlash. This was announced originally after the backlash of the Xbox Live Gold price increase that they yeah. immediately reverted like yeah. an hour or two later. Uh, so and they were like, they were like, oh no 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 no, you're right. We messed up. Also, to show you how right you are and how much we care about you as consumers, even though we were going to make this super anti-consumer move, basically forcing your hand at getting Xbox Game Pass Ultimate because it didn't make sense just to get gold at that point. Yeah. Uh, we're going to go ahead and make these free-to-play games actually free-to-play without Xbox Live Gold. And it does have a list of 70 titles. Uh, I, I, I was trying to figure out, because it says, you know, some games... It says it makes exceptions for some games, but it kind of feels like, like what free to play game out there right now isn't on this list. I don't know, but there's like some single player games on here that you can also dive into, um, like Aegis Wings, which was like that Xbox Studio game. Too Human, which is just a single player game, which I don't understand yeah. um, what the online play there is. Maybe there's online co op. Resident Evil Re- Revelations Two. Uh, it's, it's a strange list, but you know it's a it's a good move. A bit late from years late by Microsoft. I think you could always play for free on the PS4. Uh, that's one of the cool things Sony did early on um, for uh, the free to play games that you didn't need PS Plus. Um, right. So, you know, it, it's just kind of baffling that it took Microsoft so long to get this rolled you out. You know, it's funny, though, because also when PSN first came out, playing multiplayer games was also free. Yeah. Um, they didn't charge for that. And they ended up going back on that and kind of taking the Xbox Live route with PlayStation Plus. Granted, they added free games right from the beginning with PlayStation Plus to try to incentivize and make it more worth it and so part of me always wondered what would happen first if microsoft would go okay free to game play games are free to play or if sony would go okay listen <laughs> we know we said you could play for free before but like takes a lot of money to upkeep so that's going to be part of nece- you know PlayStation plus is going to be necessary for that too i always wonder which one would go first and i'm happy to see especially considering that you know games like fortnite that tend to have a younger audience now parents aren't don't have that pressure to feel like they have to pay for. Yeah, because you know, I, I remember when uh, when I was dating my wife, um, she had her sister had an Xbox, but they didn't have like a Roku or Amazon, and like in order for her to watch Netflix, like I had to get her Xbox Live Gold, and so she yeah, could like watch yeah. Netflix for a year. Like, that, like that they, stuff used I mean, to be behind yeah. the paywall, which was kind yeah. of ridiculous. <laughs> they had already gone back on that. Thank yeah, God. yeah, but, thankfully. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but like, uh, yeah, I- I'm just glad that that moves come. Uh, definitely, especially like with a box like the Series S, which mm. can play games like Fortnite, Modern Warfare, I think in 120 uh, hertz. Um, like you know, those that's a cheap box. That's a really good box. Um, and so it- it's a good move by them, and I can only imagine that will open up the door uh, even further for uh, a lot of folks. Um, yeah. So. Uh, I mentioned the free-to-play games. I mentioned Warzone, but also mentioned Fortnite. And one of the articles you actually popped up talks about, you see, this is how 
just just take notes because this is how it's done not those like not what we had earlier in the show <laughs> that was a bad one i admit it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh so the core documents in this ongoing lawsuit between apple. Uh, epic games and apple yeah. over the app store restrictions that apple has and actually google has some of the similar ones but anyway the court documents revealed that the most amount of revenue is actually generated from the PlayStation 4 which and is, not iOS. Which is insane because they're generating 46.8% of Fortnite's total revenue. Yep. And, I, and, then, yeah. and then Xbox being the second with 27.5%. Now, I'm not surprised. And let me tell you why. I think that while I, I would imagine that the player base on mobile is much bigger mm-hmm. because I know six-year-olds that play that on their tablet right because their parents you know here go ahead yeah but that's exactly it right is that i bet you the mobile audience tends to skew much younger yeah which means that they don't have disposable income which means that they're not you know that their parents aren't buying them skins constantly or buying them the, these paddle passes because listen at even when i was at my height of playing Fortnite, it was still a lot of work to get through that battle pass yeah those yeah the battle and the battle pass paid for itself if you didn't use those coins um right right for um anything else on the store Uh, like uh, they give you enough back to pay for next season's battle pass but like it's shocking because like they epic made this move um to change how you uh, can buy uh the currency within the game itself and getting themselves kicked off of both Google Play and uh, Apple's iPhone store. And they made it sound like a big deal. I mean, they did the entire, like, um, uh, propaganda video. Uh, I forgot. What was that movie they ripped off? Uh, can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, like, just to find out that iOS only eats It's up like 1984 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, iOS only makes up... Yeah, that's a year in my head. Hold on. Go ahead, go ahead, yeah. go ahead, sorry. Yeah, iOS only makes up uh, 7% of the total revenue, which is, like, pocket change, <laughs> I, I'm guessing, in compared to what else. So I, I'm curious if this feels calculated. Like, a lot of it's getting exposed now, but, like, I think they looked at it and they realized it's a risk worth taking if they get kicked off both those doors. Um, yeah. Because they're raking it in on the PS4, Xbox. Even the Switch is out pulling in more sales than the pcs i oh i i was i was i was right by the way it is the movie is called 1984 okay yeah so it's just a bit shocking to see uh those numbers come to life especially with all the noise epic has been making about this uh court case here here's the thing i also wonder if that is part of the reason too i wonder if they saw the numbers and realized that they could be generating significantly more revenue Mm -hmm. if they were able to kind of bypass the way that the, the, the chunk that Apple was taking. And I mean, I don't know the exact numbers. I don't know if the chunk that Apple was taking is significantly more than what say Sony and Xbox. I also believe that Apple tends to do across the board. Whereas, you know, I think there's some negotiations that go on between, you know, Sony platform and, and the Xbox uh, platform and their stores. But I wonder if that's really what it is. I-, I wonder if because they were generating so much less, but would make so much more if they were able to make these changes, 
that that's kind of what influenced all of this, right? Because at some point, if you're making enough, you know, if you're if 47% of your revenue is coming from this one platform, then you're kind of beholden to that platform's terms because that's where the bulk of your business is coming from. Whereas if it's, you know, 5%, you're less likely to pit up with these rules that you feel aren't fair. Yeah, and it's like companies have been finding their way around it too. Like Amazon, if you have the Kindle app or the Audible app, for the longest time, you are, you still can't uh, on the Kindle app buy a book through the Kindle store or the Yeah, you have to app. go to like the webpage, the buy it on your account. Yeah. yeah, you have to buy it through that. But what they've done is on Audible, um, they have a credit thing. You could buy a credit on the webpage and now you can download a, the Audible audiobook yeah. using that credit. So I wonder if that becomes the workaround a lot of people use if this case doesn't um, change things uh, on the iOS app store because it's... It's a big chunk um, they're losing. Yeah. Speaking of changing things, Destiny 2 fans <laughs> already upset with this armored transmog system. Why don't you talk about this? Because I, I, I don't – I've already talked about – I've already mentioned Destiny enough yeah. this podcast. I want nothing to do with this, so you go ahead. Yeah. So uh, arm, armor fashion in Destiny is a big thing. You want your Titan, your Warlock, your Hunter to look cool. There's nice capes. There's nice like um, – I don't know what Warlocks have skirts. Um, you play the warlock. Uh, I don't. I mean, it's been a while. I don't remember. Yeah, skirts. That seems that yeah. feels right. And and so one of the things fans have been asking for is like they want to keep the look of certain armor pieces without um you know just a transmog system. Keep the look of a armor piece, but have the uh, abilities mods of a different one. And so which which let me just say, Outriders needs yes, because I have a really nice chest piece that I don't want to get rid of. Um. And so I, uh, they finally rolled it out. The details, they were like, Transmog's coming. It's coming in this next season. And it is the most convoluted piece of shit ever. Uh, it now requires three different types of currencies um, to uh, Transmog a piece. And it's capped at uh, 10 pieces per season unless you're willing to pay. And, like, it's... It's painful because this was a home run for Bungie, uh, especially in a year where um, there's no expansion dropping since they're taking a little bit of extra time. And the fact that they missed this by an epic mile um, is just, it's mind boggling. Um, And so I really hope they, um, I really hope they can figure this out because they've, they haven't been having a good year. They've been talking. They tried doing weapon sunsetting. They walked that back because it didn't make sense uh, for a lot of community to be investing time in guns that no longer um, mattered later on. And then uh, now with the transmog system, which is something that should just be free. I mean, the, even like Ubisoft with Assassin's Creed Valhalla, they put a, a cost on it. Like, stop. Transmog should be a free system. Just let the players look cool. There's no reason to put like any sort of requirement for it. And it's funny that you bring up Valhalla because yeah. I was going to mention, you know what does it really well is... Immortals? Uh, Immortals Phoenix Rising. Yes. Right? Where, uh, granted, there's not a ton of different armor sets. Uh, it there's, a, there's, a good, the, there's a good chunk in that game. Yeah, but it takes the, like, Breath of the Wild where there's a set number yeah. and, you know, and it's not... I mean, there's significantly more armor in Valhalla. Yeah. But, yeah, let, they let you transmog everything. Yeah. And it's easy. You just go and you say, hey, I want it to look like this. And that's what it looks like. Yep. Uh, there's no you know 
three different currencies. There's no limit on how often you can do it. There's no, you know, paying for it. It, it does it really, really well. And that's how it should be done. I mean, especially, I mean, I don't know. Especially in Destiny where there are so many other ways. I mean, Destiny's biggest problem, honestly, is you mentioned three different currencies, right? Is there's 36 different currencies in Destiny at this point. I I don't understand how people can come to Destiny new. I just I just don't. They've done a good job with onboarding, the new onboarding uh, for it. But that still doesn't teach you everything you need to know. Mm. I, I mean, uh, well, I, I remember you're you're the reason I fell in love with Destiny because I played that original campaign and you're like, hey, we need someone for a raid. And then I was like, I don't know how to get higher level gear. And you're like, well, you got to grind these tokens and then you can buy this gear and then you get raid yep. gear. And I was like, yep. and then I spent 200 hours what, like in a month or something. No, don't get me wrong. Yeah. The things that Destiny does really well, it does really well. Yeah. I mean, that... The first game's raids, and even the second game's raids, uh, up to the point where I stopped, they were they're, the they're best great. part yeah. of, of that game. And they're the best part of many, like, they're be- that those parts alone are better than most other experiences in, in games of that ilk, yeah. right? But, and maybe, actually, maybe it's easier to go back as a new player, go into it as a new player, than it is to go back as a last player, because I reinstalled it about... I think right when the new consoles came out because mm-hmm. they had released that update and I was like, okay, cool. This is an excuse for me to get into it again. And I got to the tower. I was lost. Like I just, I, I, I literally could not figure it out. Yes. Because it was so overwhelming. It like gave me anxiety. And yeah. I was just like, I, I can't, especially since Outriders is giving me and scratching that itch that I would have for destiny. And it's doing it much simpler and in my opinion a lot more fun you know like it's funny how just adding a time limit to things will make tasks and missions that you've already done essentially much more fun it makes you play more reckless like yes it's like one of the issues with destiny and like the nightfall as well as like if you died and i think the original i think they ended up changing this but if you died you had to start back at the beginning of that level or you got kicked back to orbit and nightfall so you played super cautious some one person would hide in the corner make sure they didn't die and just so your teammates could revive back up but in outriders it's just like no everyone just go ham (laughs) it's like to be if if you're hiding behind cover you're playing wrong (laughs) Um. All right, I think we can go ahead and get into our last bit of news for this episode. Uh, what are we at time-wise? This episode is already... Yeah, the, no, no, we're not too, too bad. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so Apex Legends. If you listened to last week, you already know that this show is part me and Bilal hanging out and catching up. It's part us talking about the news of the week that we find important and interesting when it comes to video games and part me talking about how much I love apex and how I think it's the best battle royale out there. And honestly, one of the best games of the last generation. Can I just tell and, you that I put this new story here without even reading it. And I knew you wouldn't read it because I knew you'd already knew what was going to be happening. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> so this is honestly, this is even a, all I want to talk about. <laughs> so the, the biggest news to come out, is that Apex Legend is getting a new arena mode. And I think I might have mentioned, actually, that they had already teased an arena mode of sorts, and I think most people thought it was going to be some sort of team deathmatch mode. I don't think people expected it to be this. 
And what this is, is this is a 3v3, so a normal squad versus squad. And that's kind of what Apex is balanced around, is max teams of three, okay? Uh, when you have characters with abilities, changing the number in a squad does mess with the balance quite a bit, okay? I mean, you even see it in duos, honestly, where duos tends to play a lot different than uh, trios does. And then I, I don't enjoy solos at all in Apex, whereas I think it's solos is better suited for something like Warzone, okay? Um but this is a 3v3 where Apex introduced crafting in, in the middle of matches where you can pick up these uh, resources and go to what's called the replicator. It's basically a store that's located at different points of the map where you can then go and there are some items. There's a weekly rotation of items that are re refresh every week. There are some items that are always in there, like ammo and health kits and shield batteries. And then there were dailies that refreshed in and out. And as far as the dailies were concerned, you could only get them in the replicator. You couldn't find them on the map. Okay. And so what this mode does is it gives you these resources to buy your weapons before each round. And then there is a drop pod in the middle of each round. And as the rounds go up, the items in the drop pod get better and better. Okay. Now, any resources you don't spend carry over to the next round where you can then buy weapons again. And unlike, and this is sounding a lot like CSGO. I was going to say like and, exactly and, that. <laughs> and so it is, right? Yeah. Even abilities, you start, I understand, my understanding is that you do start with some charges, but you don't start with enough to cover the the first to three one by two okay rule set they have in place for winning this and so you will have to buy abilities now any unspent abilities don't you don't lose them they carry over to the next round so if you don't use your ultimate you don't have to buy your ultimate again if you don't use your tactical you don't have to buy your tactical again but weapons do not carry over <laughs> because they do not want a snowballing effect yeah okay you can also spend money on your spend your resources on upgrading the weapons okay so if a weapon has a hop up or if you want the attachments on the weapons you have to upgrade that weapon so you could go in and spend all your resources on a souped up weapon okay and not carry like a secondary or something like that but then you're also running the risk of if things go south and you lose you've also put yourself at a disadvantage because the next round you have no resources left over to to spend okay so this is very much a a spin on that Valorant CS:GO formula uh, with some some changes, and they also released a blog post where they talked about how, besides the fact that this is a permanent mode that they're adding, how why the decision behind making it so that abilities and stuff carried over, but weapons didn't, and it really was a matter of them not wanting it to just them wanting to avoid steamrolls okay and they found that the other reason why it's first to three win by two is that when they had it as a first to four or first to five they found situations where there when there was a blowout it just wasn't fun for the team getting blown out yeah. right so a 3-0 in this situation 
isn't that long, so it doesn't feel as bad. I remember, whereas, yeah. whereas you know, a if it's three, you know, three two or, or two one, you still have an opportunity to come back. So they do still want to give you the ability yeah. to come back. And then if it gets to a round nine, then that becomes a sudden death winner take all. That's honestly the best move because I remember when Valorant came out. One of my complaints with it was one round went the full gambit. I went to the very final round, and it took an hour for that one match. And then, but then there's other rounds I've had where it's a complete blowout. I'm not that Valorant, and so uh, or uh, you know keyboard and mouse shooters, and it's just yeah. It's not fun to sit there and like I want to just at a certain point I'm just like I just want to quit and play something else, but I don't want to leave my yeah. team stranded either. So I, yeah, I think this I can see this being huge. <laughs> I can see this taking over um, Apex as the main mode. I mean, I I think it is very smart for them to just introduce new modes with the existing mechanics that they have. Because yeah. like I, I mean I've said this before. I think it's the best feeling shooter. I think it's the fastest of the battle royales. And I think it opens itself up in this universe and these legends open themselves up to different game styles and 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 uh and modes. And even like I think you could do a campaign with these characters. And they've dabbled with that with doing like these PvE campaign like missions in past seasons. And some of them were fantastic. Honestly, my only complaint about them was that they were short. Yeah. Um, and so seeing full, I, I would love to see a, we get to a point where they have full length levels. And even if it's just like, hey, this is a small isolated story. And each season we add an, another isolated story just so you get more lore uh, about the game. Because they already pack a ton of lore every season between they've been doing these comic pages lately they were doing audio files before. They were doing text files. Like they are constantly adding lore to the game and fleshing out this universe. And so the maps themselves, I don't quite have an understanding for how big the maps are because it is still a battle royale like experience. It's not a pure team deathmatch experience. So it seems like they're not going to be these small arenas. I, I, I don't know how long the individual rounds are actually going to take yet. We'll find out when. Yeah. I actually get to play it. So I'm looking at this Kotaku um, article. They're saying, while two of the maps, Phase Runner and Party Crasher, are new, three existing maps, Kings Canyon's Artillery, Thermal yeah. Station from World's Edge, and Olympus Golden Gardens will rotate through. So I'm guessing those are sections of... They're, so yeah, their yeah. point of interest, their POIs yeah. on the different maps. And so actually, I think Thermal Station gives you kind of the best idea of how big it'll be. So it is still going to be a situation where... There is some space there for you to maneuver and flank around and get some verticality and stuff like that. I don't think I don't expect this to play exactly like a a because it's not a search and destroy because it is a team deathmatch. It is not going to play the same way a Valorant or CS:GO does, and it's also not going to play the way a Call of Duty deathmatch plays. I'm very very excited for this. And the start of next season, which I think is next week, next Tuesday, if I'm not mistaken. Um, For the release is of that this? May 5th. I think that's when the new season starts. Now, the other thing I want to talk about before we end this episode and move on is, and while we're in Apex Legends is they also detailed regarding this new season. We talked about the new legend introduced. I think I mentioned also that they looks like they are working Olympus, which I think is the worst of their maps because it has 
so many spaces that are just open mm-hmm. that are unused and it feels like they're like that because of the vehicle they introduced okay uh i think i think the vehicle's called a trident if i'm not mistaken but i i can't quite remember for sure off the top of my head so don't don't quote me on that but and i hate the vehicle i think it's the worst thing they could have done i think the uh jump towers are perfect and they should just do that well it looks like respawn giveth and they take us away so when it comes to the rework of olympus it looks like they are adding a new poi point of interest and they are making the map a little bit more dense so there aren't these wide swaths of of area where you're running across completely exposed okay which also makes just for a more interesting map i think part of olympus's problems is that not that interesting it is visually very cool because it's very like clean futuristic sci-fi and it's distinct from the other two maps but it just is kind of boring okay because of these wide open areas now i was hoping that they would say you know what jump towers work perfectly fine most people aren't using the vehicles which is is the case i mean i i see maybe one team two teams a match actually using a vehicle but for the most for most you know for most of my matches i don't even run into anybody using that vehicle to maneuver and to transition they are not getting rid of the vehicles, unfortunately. Uh, and they are actually getting rid of two of the jump towers on the map. Mostly because one of them in particular they found was way too powerful for third party. Okay, Now, I agree with that move, actually. I think the one they're talking about in particular was too strong and was too powerful. But I still think that the vehicles are unnecessary. I, I don't think you need them. The map isn't that big. And I think if you don't have those vehicles, you don't have to worry about driving lanes, essentially. And you can make the map significantly more interesting. But we'll, we'll see. I mean, I'm going to hold, you know, reserve judgment until the season actually comes out. And I can see what the rework of the map is. Um, it also looks like we're going to get World's End back next season. I don't know if... So what tends to happen is we tend to have a rotation of two of the three existing maps with a rework on one of the maps. And so... I don't know if we're gonna, still going to have Kings Canyon, which is the original map, but we are getting World's End back, which we haven't had at all this season. And I do think World's End is a fantastic map. I, in my opinion, I think the, the the hierarchy of maps probably goes World's End, Kings Canyon, Olympus. Okay, so I'm excited to have World's End back. I, ideally, I'd have World's End in, in Kings Canyon and not have to worry about Olympus at all. But uh, I am excited to get that back and kind of mix it up and to see what see what the new Olympus looks and plays like. I, I kind of want to install this now. <laughs> I, I mean, listen. Try I, it out. <laughs> I, I, as long as you understand that if we play together, because of skill-based matchmaking, you, you are going to run into some people who are sweating their yeah. butts off. The best thing that could happen is if you get into this and say your cousin gets into it, right? Or, or I have another friend who doesn't play much. If we get two inexperienced people. And then meet in so that the lobby kind of meets in the middle somewhere. I think we could have a, a really good time and I could show you uh, why I love this game so much. Yeah. I tend That's one of those games where I tend not to get mad at my teammates when they're new to the game. Uh, but I do get mad at myself for not playing better. Yeah. No matter how well I play, 
I'm always bad that I didn't play better. I've, Unless I've, we win. I, I watched so. your Siege stream. I know how that goes. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I was I was, I was, was streaming Siege earlier today, and I was having, like, a just a, I was on full tilt. It was bad. <laughs> it was real bad. I, I, I think one of the cool things is, like, with these ongoing games, like, I think they mentioned, you know, while Arena is out, um, it doesn't have a ranked mode, but they're already planning it for a future update. So I'm kind of glad that it's just, like, there's no stakes out out the door. Um, I, and I think I think that's the right way to do it because I'm sure they play tested this mm-hmm. a ton, but you don't know what you have balance wise until you actually have players playing it ex- and trying to yeah. cheese it and trying to find the best meta and stuff like that. I expect so the I, meta conversations or like the meta to be uh, founded by like the end of the first weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so. I mean, I'm yeah, I'm excited to to play this. I fully expect to go in and be terrible at this mode to start, just because it is such a departure from Apex Legends proper, the battle royale proper. But I mean, a new excuse to play with these characters and these weapons and these mechanics that I already love. I mean, I cannot express enough how excited I am for this season, and. I, there's a strong chance that when you do see me streaming for the most part i will be streaming apex and i fully plan on the day it releases of trying to do a, a long stream where i just stream this mode as long as the servers hold up now, does it have crossplay for like with pc uh it does do they do it by um like controller based or keyboard mouse or does it kind of just throw you in with everybody hmm I think it tries to do it by controller and keyboard and mouse. Okay. So I think if you have a full controller squad, then it tries to l- match you with other controller players. Yeah. But I don't know for sure. I think more so it's just skill-based is what they rely on. And truth be told, it's not... I don't think it's a game that necessarily feels like it gives a huge advantage to PC players like some games do. What I find is, because I watch a lot of streamers who play and they play on, on the PC, what I find is that weapons, there are weapons that work, just work better on PC mm-hmm. than on console. Um, Makes sense. The balancing and is so, different between yeah. two platforms. Yeah. And so I, I can't remember off the top of my head, you know, because I've only played with people in my party who are on Xbox. And, yeah, while it is cross-play and stuff like that, I think it is they try to match you up with controller, other controller players. Oh, I, might put, I, think, I think that's how it works. I might put it to the test oh. and see how that works out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, I think that about wraps it up for this week's episode. Anything else you want to add? Not much. Uh, you know, if you haven't already checked out our Falcon and Winter Soldier uh, podcast, uh, Bassam, Rob, and... Uh, Norton uh, wrapped that up without me over the weekend. I just was not feeling good on Sunday when they did that podcast. So, um, you know, they did a great job uh, wrapping up what was a stellar, stellar Marvel series. And I'm excited to see where they uh, take it next. Uh, I know you haven't watched it, so I won't say much of anything. But uh, yeah, definitely check that out um, uh, if you haven't already. Yeah, and as for me, like I said, I've been streaming as regular as i can obviously i have a a job and i've got wife and kids and other responsibilities but i am trying to be more consistent where i'll you'll either see me on between the hours of you know 9 a.m eastern to to 
two thirty, two o'clock, two p.m. Or you'll see me from nine p.m. to midnight. Sometimes earlier, sometimes later. Right in, in that range. Come join, follow the stream, tell your friends about it. I really do have a good time when, and I, obviously it makes sense, right? The more people that are in there actually talking and, and interacting with me, the more fun it is for me and the faster the streams just go by. Yeah. Uh, but even if no one's there, I'm still going to be doing it. So if you want to come by, make sure you come by, make sure you say hi, say you listen to the podcast, tell your friends about the podcast. I am very proud of this podcast, and I think we're getting better yeah. every week i think our transitions need to work <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, this this, this week be, was brutal yeah, but, but but maybe that's our staple maybe that's our thing we're just terrible yeah, yeah, we're just, just terrible at transitions yeah just bad segues <laughs> just, just forcing them <laughs> um but and i'm I, I we're we're so close to getting that other podcast going i i was talking to somebody else today that i think might be able to be a consistent third and so that we, we have uh, we already have two, mm-hmm. right? You're, I mean, we already have three, technically. Me, you, and, and my my brother actually said that he'd be willing to be on whenever we needed him. So if we could just get the third. I One of the things that happened this past week is I was able to recover my old Samsung Notes that I had. And it had a ton of stuff for that particular podcast. So I'm not starting completely from scratch with some of that stuff. And so that makes me very excited. I want to do this so, so bad. It's like the one, it's the thing I want to do more than anything. More than, the, I mean, I love, I love doing this podcast. I'll get it wrong, blah. More than doing this podcast, more than even streaming, I want to get this back off the ground and, and, and get this going because that's the one that I have the most fun with. Um, and also, I think it's the one that is more unique than what everybody else is I, I doing. I don't think out anyone's there. doing anything like it that I've seen. Yeah. At least not in in the video game yeah. realm. I, I did recently discover that there is a show that's kind of similar. Uh, well, I don't you know what, I don't want to get into it. it. It's not similar. It is the same genre kind of, but it's completely different. Anyway, yes, there's not a ton like this, and I just I, oh man, I just I can't wait. I really can't wait. But I need to do this. I want to do this right because I don't want. And the holdup is I don't want a situation where last time we did it, the hard part was getting people to be on in a regular basis. And it requires a certain amount of people to, to do it properly. And so I would love to have at least three people that are consistent and then just rotate people in and out. Yeah. And so that's where uh, I'm getting to because I want to do this right because I don't want this to be a situation where we release two episodes and then I'm gone for, you know, two to three years because I'm frustrated with the fact that I can't, you know get people on yeah right and so so tell your friends about this show so that we can get you know as many listeners as possible so i can convince other people to be on my other show <laughs> that we're gonna do you know maybe we should just start bribing people with like winner gets a gift card for our friends just to get them to show up well so i mean i, I that's that's where i want to get to actually where i would like to uh, whatever when we get to that podcast we'll actually talk about uh, what my hopes and future goals are for, for that show. Anyway, let's go ahead and wrap this up. As always, you can follow me on Twitter, on Instagram, uh, on, on Twitch, at SunnyVice20, S-U-N-N-Y-V-I-C-E-2-0. And for Twitch, it's twitch.tv slash SunnyVice20. And you guys can always follow me at Bilal underscore Mian on Twitter. 
And you can always follow the work print at the work print on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, go to the workprint.com and check out our content. Yep. All right. Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.